You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Without further ado, Moak Hamilton joins us now on 98.7 ESPN. Good morning, Moak. How you doing? Yeah, hey, what's up, Anita? They got you running a marathon today. I hope you had your okay. before you left the crib. Okay, boo. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Damn. Uh, anyway, um... So uh, so let's dive into it. Nets down 0-3. Is, is Ben Simmons coming in game four and saving the day, or are we waving the white flag here, Mo? What say you? Well, I, yeah, I, I would say neither. Um, I don't really think I would expect – I mean, look, anything Ben Simmons gives you is a, is a plus. I think the positive there, you know, half of succeeding in the NBA is knowing your opponent. Ime Udoka, not really sure people – talked about this that much but he was actually an assistant on Steve Nash's staff last season so you talk about knowing your opponent I think it's pretty obvious Boston has succeeded in that respect Ben Simmons will change the way they play a little bit he'll throw a bit of a wrinkle into what Yudoka thought he knew about Brooklyn but I don't think Ben is going to be out there playing 30 minutes you know what I mean so I don't really think he's going to he's going to change the game that much Kevin Durant Kyrie Irving let's not mince words they got the Nets into this mess. It's going to be up to them to get them out. <laughs> it is a mess, isn't it? Um, you know, yeah. I, I've I've I'm received sure. I've re- I've received a number of calls already this morning. You know, uh, KD's not better than LeBron James. No way LeBron James would go down 0-3 in this series. I, I, listen, I, I'm I'm not I'm not th- that's that's a, a realistic possibility. But I think we're burying the lead here. Moke and and the lead to me is this, this Celtics defense is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, very, very true. The, the, the defense has been unbelievable. Uh, I, I mean, again, I, I, I'd probably say it's fifty-fifty. You know, like there has been some fantastic individual defensive effort and team defensive efforts from the Celtics, but they're also, you know, Blake Griffin was kind of onto something last night when he said that um, you know the, the spirit of the team seemed a little off. I think that we all recognize that. And then the other thing, too, that's a little disconcerting is that it just it seems like Kevin Durant just didn't really have much in the tank. And it's difficult to find an explanation for that because we all know that no NBA team in history has ever come down, uh, has ever come back from, a, from being down 3 nothing in a series. So when you find yourself down 2 nothing, particularly when you have game three at home, that's when you really expect your stars to kind of show up and even to an extent, you expect me to say, hey, man, forget about the game plan. Give me the ball. I'm going to carry us home. Similar to what Kevin Durant did in game seven last year against the Milwaukee Bucks. At least, you know, obviously, they weren't able to win that game. But that, I think, is what Nets fans were expecting to see. And he just didn't really seem fully engaged. And it's, it, it, it was difficult to explain considering what was at stake. So I, I, think, I think it's half of what the Celtics have done defensively, but also half just something seems to be missing from Brooklyn. Something is off. Well, listen, you know, and, and, and this is another, another response. This, this isn't the complete team, right? Like Harden's gone. This is, this is right. two and, and, and arguably two of the best players in the NBA, but you know, this wasn't what the trade was supposed to be about. No, no disrespect. Uh, don't mean to insult Drummond or, or Curry, but, you know, this trade was about Ben Simmons. And and I right. don't know if the organization knew just how bad this back or disc issue is. So for me, you know, I'm not I'm not sitting here saying oh, blow up, blow up the team, you know, push the reset button, let Kyrie go. This no, like 
you know, the season didn't end the way that they wanted to. I get it. But, like, I don't believe Ben Simmons should play on Monday. I think they should just, you know, take their medicine this offseason, you know, get healthy, get ready, and come back. And next season be the season that we really uh, judge and critique whether or not this is a team that can win a championship. I just, I, you know, yeah, I, just I, to sit here and, 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 and to judge them big picture based on this, what, what, the, what they're working with right now, especially against that Boston defense, I don't think it's realistic. Listen, I, I agree with you 100%. I actually made, and I actually said a few weeks ago on, on basketballnews.com in, in a column that I wrote over there uh, that I thought the Nets should have shut Ben Simmons down from that point. And I'm talking maybe like two, three weeks ago. And the reason why is because I did not think it – I thought it would do a disservice to Ben Simmons and to Steve Nash to try to bring him back now while you were in a situation that was such high stakes. Because one of the things that you are seeing with the Celtics right now is that you simply cannot cheat equity. You cannot cheat the process of building chemistry and having continuity with a roster. And that's one of the benefits you're seeing with Boston right now. There's been so much talk about Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and whether or not they can play together. And I think they're kind of answering the question as to whether or not they can right now. And now for the Nets to find themselves in a 3 nothing hole, I mean, Ben Simmons hasn't played, played basketball in, in nearly a year. I think it's been just under a year now at this point. So for you to bring him back in this situation where the team desperately needs a shot in the arm where they find themselves down 3 nothing, even if Steve Nash says, hey, we're only going to play you 15 minutes, we don't want you to press too hard, just be yourself, you know, blah, 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 the player internally is going to harbor – the situation that the team finds itself in. And even when he himself goes out there and plays, even if he doesn't say anything to anybody about it, he is going to press a little more than he would if, if the series was tied 2-2 or if the Nets were even down 2-1. But because this is an elimination game and it's his first time taking the floor with his teammates, it's the first time a new fan base is seeing him. And especially after what he went through in Philadelphia, I, I just think it puts him in a very, very bad situation. So even before... They lost game three. I was skeptical about bringing him back. After losing it, I, I think it's, it, it does a disservice to Ben Simmons even more, and I don't envy him now being in the predicament that he's going to find himself in on Monday night when they tip off game four. Mo Hamilton joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Big picture. Uh, I love, so again, full disclosure, I know you know this. We've talked about this before when you've been on. Uh, prior to the season, my pick for the NBA championship was Golden State Warriors over the Miami Heat. Um, Golden State looking good wow. right now. Looking we'll, pretty good right now, yeah. <laughs> we'll, and, and considering the, the Devin Booker uh, injury with the Suns, Golden State's mm. looking really good coming out of the West, but let's still continue to focus on the East. And I love this Miami team, but, man, I've been on this Boston Celtics team since the All-Star break. I, I really, like, God bless us if we get a Boston Celtics-Miami Heat Eastern Conference Championship. And if it comes down to that, I think it goes the distance, and I don't know who wins. I think both these teams are, are really, 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 really great. So I'm curious, who do you see coming out of the East? Wow, okay. Uh, I mean, I, I've been, I know you've been on the Celtics train for a while, so I will definitely give you that credit. Um, Milwaukee was my team 
you know, I was taking Milwaukee over, over the field, but with the, the injury to Chris Middleton, I mean, that's definitely that, – that obviously hurts Milwaukee's chances. The, the positive to that is, you know, it's not like he's been ruled out for the remainder of the playoffs, so there is a chance that he could find himself back in the next round if Milwaukee does get there. Um, so, I mean, at, at this point, I don't know that I'm going to change from Milwaukee. Uh, I, I think I would still defend Milwaukee, but I do, I do think that they will certainly have their hands full with Boston in the next round, assuming Milwaukee is able to get past Chicago. Um, the thing I will say about Boston, though, that I think has been especially inspiring is Jason Tatum, you know, we, we kind of look at him as being a, a young guy and someone who tomorrow, you know, once, once Durant and LeBron and Steph Curry hang it up, you know, Jason Tatum's going to be one of those guys tomorrow, you know. And Jason Tatum is like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of waiting for tomorrow. I'm here now, and, and my time is now. And I'm looking at Kevin Durant in his face, and I'm saying, yo, man, that, that crown that you have, that, that imaginary crown, I suppose, that you have over here in the Eastern Conference, I'm taking that. And, and after I take it, I'm going after Giannis. And, um, you know, I will say if uh, the Celtics do find themselves in the next round against the Bucks, and they find a way to beat the Bucks with or without Chris Middleton, it will be the dawning of a new day in the Eastern Conference, in my estimation. And at that point, I think I would probably say that the Celtics are uh, maybe going to install themselves as my favorite to win the whole thing. But there's a lot of basketball to play between now and then. Um, I respect how you feel about Boston, but I think I'm going to stick with Milwaukee. I, mean, I think I'm going to rock with them just because I do think Chris Middleton will be back. At the end of the day, I think Milwaukee is still probably the best defensive team out there. And I think that Giannis is still probably the most singular, unstoppable offensive force. But it's tough. You know, I will say the Eastern Conference is as wide open as I can recall it being, and I think any of the four teams that advance to the next round will have a legitimate chance chance at winning the conference. Okay, let's take a look at what's going on in the West. Uh, like I said, I, I liked Golden State coming in. They, they've had a, 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 rocky, a, a rocky regular season, but boy, are they peaking at the right time. Meanwhile, for the Suns, no Devin Booker. It looks like Devin Booker is going to be on the shelf a lot longer than Chris Middleton is going to be on the shelf. Mm-hmm. How do, who, do, who do you see coming out of the West based on what you've seen so far? Well, I thought it was a two-horse race the whole time. You know, I thought. I hope you got some good odds on that bet. By the way, you you said that was your preseason pick. Yeah, the, that was my that was my matchup prior to the season starting. How about that? That's, and I'm that's an and incredible. I'm, and I'm, I'm a, and I'm a football I, gal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I got I got to give you that. Cha ching ching. I might have to hit you up to get a loan to uh, to buy new watch <laughs> stuff like that once you cash all that in. But um, no, I thought it was a two-horse race between Phoenix and Golden State. And sometimes, unfortunately, injuries are just a part of the game, you know. And Phoenix is on, is on the wrong end of that right now as we speak. So right now, if I had to choose between those two teams, I would say you're looking pretty good, Anita. I think, I think I'd be rolling with Golden State. Uh, you know, I think Jordan Poole has certainly benefited from the minutes and the reps that he's gotten. And, and I mean, this guy has just been incredible for Golden State. And I, it's not even like they were missing a piece. But to the extent that they needed another guy that could give them twenty an efficient twenty five points on any given night and sing, single handedly win a playoff game for them, they have that. You know, they have that now. So top to bottom, man, Golden State is really, really deep. 
And as long as, you know, as long as Draymond Green and, and Steph Curry and Clay Thompson remain relatively healthy, it, it, it's hard to see them being stopped. I think, I think you might have to uh, go in the closet and pull out the broom today. They, they're playing game four against the Denver Nuggets today. And it, it might be all she wrote. So uh, they'll be re- well-rested going into the next round. I think Memphis and Minnesota will probably end up going the distance. So all things considered, you you, you got to kind of like how things are lining up for the Warriors right now. So I think you're looking good at me. He is Moke Hamilton. Uh, always a pleasure having you on, sir. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday fun day and in, in, enjoy uh, the games later on today and, of course, throughout the week. Thank you so much. You guys take care. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.